Hello, welcome back to another edition of Never Hedge. I'm your host, Chris. Here's my co-host, Shane, and editor, Brian. This is episode five. All right, we got a lot of things to talk about tonight. Starting with Monday Night Football, we'll dive headfirst into our plays for that game and first CD props. We'll go over our plays from last week. We'll wrap up the weekend, get into stock up, stock down. Who's canceled of the week? We'll talk some bad beats. All that and more. It's episode five. I never hedge. Brian, cue the theme song. Let's get it rolling. All right, Shane, let's uh, get right into things. Monday Night Football, maybe not the most exciting game. We've got the Rams, we've got the Buccaneers. Two teams went on some, you know, on their best day. They look terrific on their worst day. You just don't really know what's going on here. Uh, the line is Tampa Bay minus four and a half over under is set at 48. Uh, what do you like for this game? Yeah, so I actually like the Bucks here. Uh, as we know, Andrew Whitworth, the tackle for the Rams, he will be out for a couple weeks. And he's graded as the fourth best left tackle by PFF. And his replacement is actually one of the worst graded guards by PFF last year. So they're putting in a scrub. Tampa is actually one of the leaders in pressure rate. Look for them to get after Goff. He is the 28th in yards per attempt when pressured and a solid QBR of 36.8 when pressured. So look for them to get after Goff, and it should play right into the secondary's hands. He's going to have to dump it underneath all night, and I really like the Bucks defense to be able to stop that. It's also just something to keep an eye on. Obviously, everybody else knows this information too, but it's their fifth trip out east already. So that's a lot of travel. So they're used to it. Yeah, I guess. So I, I don't have a play necessarily in uh, on either side, but I do like the total here. I don't know why I keep coming back to these damn unders, but I kind of like under 48 here. So the Rams have a top five rushing attack. They've got their three-headed monster, all healthy, Malcolm Brown, Cam Akers, and Henderson. Uh, last week, we saw them pretty much split carries uh, three ways, and they all ran really well. I think we could see just a lot of time coming off the clock in this game. Now, don't get me wrong. You've got two explosive offenses. But uh, Tampa Bay can run the ball, too, with Rojo and Leonard Fournette. So I'm kind of just thinking this is another longer drives. Um, and if you get lucky with those, you know, five, six, seven-minute drives ending with field goals, that's an under galore. So I think I'd probably go under 48 here, and then I'm just staying away from either side i just don't love that four and a half point spread yeah shop around there's some fours out there too so things could move tomorrow so don't just lock yourself into that four and a half try and find you know the best version of your number obviously before taking anything good call with that shane all right let's go to our first cd so i've got two plays here but uh, i'm gonna let you kick it off yeah i actually you know there's a lot of players at the top here for tampa bay they have seven players under 13 to one so I don't really want to try to pick out of those groups of players. Mm-hmm. So I don't even think I'm going to try to pick someone on Tampa Bay. I think I'm just going to go on the Rams side, and we'll go with Robert Woods, 13-1. to He leads the team in red zone targets and touchdowns, and he also has two rushing touchdowns to go with it. So maybe we can get an end nice. of round. 
And I'll also go with, since I'm not taking any Tampa players, I'll just go with Josh Reynolds, 18 to 1, and Tyler Higby, 20 to 1. They combined, they have a lot of red zone targets, not necessarily individually, but I'm taking both of them. So we'll see if we can stockpile Rams and get lucky with a Rams first touchdown. All right. I've got uh, one for each team here. I'm going to start with the Rams. So as I was saying earlier with that uh, running back committee, all kind of being healthy for the first time, uh, we've got Cam Akers at 25 to 1, which, first of all, it bears mentioning that, you know, Henderson and Malcolm Brown have been getting those, you know, really short yardage carries. They're more of the power guys. But Cam Akers is very capable of breaking one, or at least, you know, breaking like a seven or eight yarder inside of the uh, red zone. So at 25 to 1, I really like that value there. I think. It's better than taking Henderson at 900 or Malcolm Brown at plus 1100. So hope he springs one. Cam Akers plus 25 to one is my play for the Rams. Going over to the Buccaneers, I'm going with Gronky Punch plus 1200. Just pretty solid value for a guy who scored four touchdowns in his last five games. His targets are way up. You know, he looks healthy. I think it kind of took him a few weeks to get into game shape. So let's go with Gronk plus 1200. Cam Akers 25 to one. And uh, let's finally hit one too. We've gotten a little cold but i'm feeling i'm feeling like the luck is going to turn around this weekend or this yeah Monday. i like that they've started not using him just as a glorified pass blocker so yeah all right let's uh shift gears though go over to our recaps of the weekend we had a lot of plays we had a guest time so we've got a lot to recap here but let's start with college football shane you had one of the friday night games so let's get it rolling right there i don't really want to but we'll go ahead and recap it anyways for clarity <laughs> or something so I had New Mexico plus seven and a half. It actually got steamed. Air Force got steamed on Friday night. So it closed nine and a half and ended up being 28 to nothing. There wasn't really much to look forward. I was watching at the beginning of the game. I think we gave up like a third and 19 to the triple option team to start <laughs> the game. So I pretty much, it was curtains from there. It was a weird Weird game. Those Friday night games are wonky. I think Air Force fumbled it like three possessions in a row there at the end of the game. And New Mexico should New Mexico head coach should be charged for cruel and unusual punishment because he kept he kept sending the poor kicker out there and he went zero and four. Oh so. man, that's brutal. So uh, kind of reminds me of the Michigan kicker, but we'll talk about that game later. My first college football game, I had Oregon minus 13 and a half. I kind of talked about how I thought uh, Thompson Robinson for UCLA was going to be in trouble. You know, he's prone to turning the ball over. Well, he didn't even start the game. So I was like, okay, this is great. We've got a true freshman starting for UCLA. Oregon comes right out, touchdown, gets a stop, touchdown. They're up 14 nothing, And I'm thinking that this is just going to be an absolute boat race. Well, now, as fate would have it, this freshman was actually pretty damn good. So <laughs> Oregon winds up winning. They squeak it out by three points. Uh, a few self-inflicted wounds for them. They handed UCLA a touchdown at one point and also got handed one right before halftime. So I guess it kind of evens out. I don't know. Maybe this kid's better than Thompson Robinson. I felt really good when I saw he wasn't starting. But Oregon minus 13 and a half falls flat on its face. Uh, a big fat L there. So. What's Someone that? liked it. It got bet up to 18 and a half on game Did day. It? So oh, maybe, well, a pod, maybe a pod <laughs> listener really hammered it. Well, it wasn't all bad for us for college football because one of our BTB picks, you were on it as well. We had the Indiana-Ohio State over. Did that close at like 67-ish? 60, 67-ish. Okay. 
And uh, I know it got there. I, I wasn't watching that game. I was watching uh, some other stuff. But if you want to kind of go into that one, I know it was a fantastic comeback by Indiana. That was, yeah, that was a really fun game. I don't know what Tom Allen told the boys at halftime, but he had the boys buzzing in the second half. And it actually, I thought that we we're going to need some garbage time touchdowns because it looked like it was over. Indiana had a chance to win the game, or at least surely they were going to go go for two if they scored there at the end. But Michael Penix Jr., he was absolutely nails. five Over 500 yards, and that was just a really fun game. Like we said, Ohio State offense is good, but Justin Fields made some mistakes. He yeah, raised him from the Heisman picks. conversation. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's it's between Trask and our boy Mac Jones now, but... That Ohio State secondary is also really trash. It was exposed, and I can't wait for Mac Jones or Kyle Trask to go up against that secondary. Yeah, Kyle Trask could have an absolute field day. But uh, I think that was one of BTV's plays was Florida, I believe, minus 31. They won by three touchdowns, but Vanderbilt actually hung around in there for most of the first half. And uh, pretty impressive performance. I also think... It's kind of your classic, like, Florida rolls in there. They're playing an 0-16. They know they're going to stomp them. There was no Kyle Pitts. It just took them a little while to, you know, kind of get the engine rolling. So uh, that one falls. But let's move over, shift gears a little bit, over to the NFL. Because you can boo me all you want, Brian. But my under, that was easy. 22-14 final. Uh, never really in doubt either. Um we took the we had the under forty seven again in the Eagles versus Browns game. It's just two quarterbacks who really can't get out of their own way. Uh, I mean Carson Wentz. I saw he didn't he hasn't completed a pass in the air of over twenty yards to a receiver in like a month. And Baker Mayfield just, I mean he's pretty much as average as it comes in the NFL. The weather wasn't great. The rain started falling, so that under was never really in doubt. It was only seven nothing at halftime, so. Kudos to us. We took it under. We won. We can celebrate it. That was an awesome under, too, because it was, like, so bad that it's it was good. Like, the Eagles drove it down. They fumbled at the four. Fast yep. forward a little bit. Baker missed a wide-open touchdown. And then... And they had a touchdown called back on fourth down. Exactly. Uh, yeah. That would never happen if I had the over. Oh, exactly. I mean, if I was on, usually if I'm on the under right there, it's touchdown, touchdown. But hey, we caught we caught some breaks there. I'll take it all day. Okay. Our next play, uh, Shane, you had the Saints for, and that they covered relatively easily for different reasons than you gave on the pie. But you want to go into that one? Saints versus Falcons. Yeah. I Saints, actually, Falcons. so I wanted to bet, bet on Jameis against that awful <laughs> Falcons secondary. And I did. And then when Hill was announced the starter, I could not believe that at all. So I went and bet the Falcons. I bought out of my original position on the Saints, bet the Falcons, and some team total under 28. Luckily, that was a winner mm-hmm. because what I gave out on the pod, winner. We're going to count it. But Yeah, no, I, I totally agree. Because we didn't provide an update at any point. So as far as everyone else knows, that was a winner. Uh, my second play of the day, the freaking Jets, man. Like, I, I had the Chargers minus eight and a half, which every time I looked at the scoreboard, they're up by two touchdowns, up by 15 for most of the game. And then with four minutes left, the Buc- or 
the freaking Jets score a touchdown and they get a late safety and they only lose by six. It's just like, I knew the back door was going to be trouble. I just didn't think it was actually going to come back to bite me. So, shame on me. I'm, this is what I get for betting on Anthony Lynn. But the Chargers can't do it. They failed to cover by two and a half points. And all of a sudden, the Jets are just a freaking juggernaut right at the end of the game. So, that one was frustrating. Uh, count it in the L column. Charger, Chargers minus eight and a half is a loser. Yeah, that was a brutal one. Anthony Lynn, he should be fired even after wins like that. Because they almost... the They were driving to send it to OT there. They would have had to make a two-point conversion. Yeah. But he finds miraculous ways to make two touchdown leads come down Disappear. to the wire. Like, there is nothing safe. Justin Herbert should be runaway rookie of the year now, though, especially since our poor guy, Joey Covers, is out for the rest of the year with an ACL tear. That's our guy. Last year, I mean, I think I speak for everybody that's probably listening to this, that Joe Burrow made them insane amounts of money. Like, you could basically just bet LSU first quarter, first half, full game, team total over, and Joey B got there for you. So we love you, Joe. You're probably listening to this. I hope you get better soon. We do love you, Joe. Thank you. <laughs> that was very sweet, Shane. Uh, yeah, RIP, our young prince. But we do have a game that literally just went final. It was our final play of the week. Those fucking Raiders, man, they're, they just keep it competitive. So the Chiefs win 35-31. I believe we gave out Chiefs minus seven. Just not our best week, Shane. Yeah, that, we're going to have to circle the Raiders as pesky. That's we're going to label them as pesky. Yeah. And they uh, they just have that number. Like, I don't know what it is with the Chiefs. When they play the Raiders, it's like, A, their defense can't get stops. And, you know, that should made Mahomes throw another interception. I think he's got two in the year now. So, you know, credit to a gritty Las Vegas team. John Gruden's got the boys out there playing some good football. But, you know, our another NFL play falls, Shane. I think we gotta we got to get that mojo back tomorrow. You know who didn't throw an interception tonight for the Chiefs? Travis Kelsey, one on one, four yards, right. quarterback controversy. Yeah, there's a lot of uh, there's a lot of upset people in Kansas City right now, and they're calling for Patrick Mahomes' head. Okay, Shane, let's go over to uh, now since we're still in the NFL. Let's go stock up, stock down. This is uh, for futures, everybody. My stock up, I'm going with the Cleveland Browns. You know, this team does not win pretty games. In fact, they win like. They're really hard to watch, and they're ugly wins, but they've got an unreal pass rush and a dominant run game behind Kareem Hunt and Nick Chubb. They just run the ball, get stops, and tick, tick, tick that clock all the way down. So they're just 7-3 right now. I got them before the season at 33-1. to That number will obviously come down a bit. But I think the, uh, the Browns are a flyer because when you have that great D and a good rushing attack, that could be a recipe to win in January. So keep an eye on the Browns. I think you're still probably going to get a good number. It's just because I don't think Vegas is buying them yet. But uh, that's my stock up for the week. Who do you have, Shane? Yeah, I'm going with the Ravens. We're not not yet, though. We're waiting. But that's just a team to keep an eye on. So they're probably going to get shellacked by the Steelers here on Thursday. But then they have Dallas, Cleveland, Jacksonville, and the Giants remaining on their schedule. And once their defense gets healthy i mean like like you mentioned a minute ago this defense defenses win championships not as much as yep. they used to but when playoffs come around and it's the weather start getting worse 
you'll rely on your defense more and more. And I'm circling the Ravens as a buy team. Not yet, though. Okay, I like that. It's uh, good looking out on that schedule, too. Uh, my stock down, I mean, this one hurts because it's got a future on them, but the Green Bay Packers, uh, they had a really good opportunity today to go into Indy, you know, get that kind of marquee road win that they really shat the bet on when they played uh, Tampa a few weeks ago. But things were looking good at halftime. They're up by 14 points. And then Indy just came out and kicked them in the ass in the second half. They dominated the time of possession, forced the Packers into a couple turnovers. Game goes to overtime. Indy walks it off. I don't really know what to make of this Packers team because they can look so good, but the defense just, they have a really hard time stopping people. And I just don't think they have enough weapons in the passing game. I mean, once you look past Devontae Adams, you got Valdez Scantling, you got Lazard who just came back, but those guys don't really scare you. And, uh, you know, the running attack is good, but it's just not as great as it was last year. So, you know, never count out Aaron Rodgers, but the more I watch this team, the more kind of one-dimensional they look. So my stock down is the Green Bay Packers. Yeah, you kind of wish they had a draft to fix some of these <laughs> problems. Maybe last year when they picked a eighth-string NFL quarterback instead of addressing their glaring needs. But maybe and a running year. back with like 100,000 miles on his lights in the second round and A.J. Dillon, who they barely even use. Like... That draft just made absolutely no sense, but you're totally right. Yeah, and for my stock down, I'm just kind of selling the Dolphins. They had a nice little positive variance run where they were just creating a tons of turnovers against like the Rams. But when it comes down to it, you can only live off that for so long. I guess they're going to bench two and out. Sounds like Fitzmagic is going to be the quarterback the rest of the year. And, I mean, they gave up 270 yards to Drew Locke, which isn't crazy, but they gave up 459 yards to the Broncos. They gave up 7.3 yards per play. So I just – there never really was a time to buy on them, but we're definitely selling them right now. Yeah, I, I totally agree. Um, you know, they were getting some freak defensive plays there uh, in that during that winning streak, and that – your defense isn't going to score one or two touchdowns every game. That's just not sustainable. And while they do have a good D, Tua just, I don't know, he, he kind of struggles to make that big play. I mean, he, he's almost a little too cautious out there. So I totally agree. Uh, stock down Miami Dolphins. Get him out of here. Uh, now, Shane, I'm in the mood to do it. Let's uh, let's cancel some folks, and then we'll wrap things up with some bad beats. We'll go over the voicemail number again, but. Uh, who's who's canceling the, of this week? Or who's canceled of the week, Shane? Let's go with that. I'm canceling Matt Patricia. If he's a, some sort of rocket scientist, I hope that those rockets aren't currently in use because he might be one of the dumbest NFL head coaches. I mean, zero yards or zero points today against the Panthers. Against, even though P.J. Walker was good, Woo. still. I don't know. That's a huge day for you. But that's just unacceptable. Yeah. Get him out of here. He's canceled. <laughs> I mentioned this earlier, and uh, I mean, this guy should have been canceled weeks ago, but Anthony Lynn, I'm done with you. I'm done betting the Chargers for this season. New rule. Never, ever bet the Chargers. I will never give you a Chargers pick on here. But, I mean, you're up by 15 to the freaking Jets. Can't stay above the number. So, Anthony Lynn, just get out of here. You're going to ruin Herbie. I'm pretty God they fire his ass after this year, but Anthony Lynn, you're done. See ya. I'm also going to cancel Brian. 
just because I'm feeling like it. Let's move over to our bad beats of the weekend. I've only got one here, but I'll let you start because I know you have multiple. Yeah, I could do like a whole another pod on my bad beats this weekend. So starts out Thursday night. I'm on Tulane plus six and money line. They score a touchdown with under a minute to go to get up seven. They give up a Hail Mary as time expires to force OT. And then they get through the first overtime. And then in second overtime, they start with an awesome pick six, just right off the bat. So if you had under plus five and a half, just instant loser. Okay, and then for my bad beat, some more Friday night action. Minnesota-Purdue, arguably the worst call I've seen all year. You guys may have seen it. The faint, the foe OPI on Purdue totally screws them in that one. Shane, do you kind of want to just break down how that game went? Yeah, so that game was actually back and forth. We were never within the number. We were Purdue. I was on Purdue. They actually got steamed that afternoon. There was some COVID news. Do not bet COVID news. It never works. Yes. That's it's a like new rule. O for five hundred, even if you're on the right side of it, like it does not work. So they were, they were never covering the entire game until the very end. So the play before that too was like one of the sickest catches of the year, but that got overturned. And then the next play, the tight end is could not be more wide open. I don't even know if he actually touched the defensive back that was covering him, but he catches the ball and phantom offensive pass interference. It was so bad. All the legal books. I don't even know what, like, there's not even like, oh, okay, I can kind of see where he was coming from there. I mean, that was legitimately the worst OPI call I've ever seen in my life. It was a total rig job. I I don't think I've ever, I hope I never see one that bad again. Uh, It was so bad. All the legal books in America were refunding or they were paying out the winning wager, what would have been the winning wager. So good for them. I don't know yeah. if your local guy, Steve, who's ever listened to this, ask him for the same. <laughs> He's not going to do it, but ask him. Would Tim and accounting do it? Hard to say. Okay, let's uh, let's wrap things up here. Guys, remember, voicemail number is 702-970-8059. Call in, tell us your bad beats. Give us some locks. We need some winners going into this uh, into this thanksgiving week also guys quick reminder we will be dropping probably a 10 to 15 minute episode either uh tuesday or wednesday and that will just be covering those thanksgiving day games so keep your eye out for that we don't want to you know not have plays on like ready to go for that so get ready everyone have safe travels if you're seeing your family be careful wear your mask all that good stuff uh, Shane, any any last thoughts here? I hope that that officiating crew for Purdue has an awful Thanksgiving. <laughs> Me too. I really do. All right, guys, that's episode five. We'll see you next week here with episode six. One more time. Voicemail number 702-970-8059. <laughs> Thanks for listening to the Locked On Podcast Network.